27 of Deuteronomy is one of the key chapters of the book, and I've entitled my message, How Do We Move From Curses to Blessings in Our Life? Taking for granted, you believe there's such a thing as curses and blessings. It's all there in the Bible. If the Bible says there is a curse, there is such a thing as a curse. I'm going to explain to you what a curse is. If the Bible says there is a blessing, there is a blessing. So the key is how do we move from curses into blessings in our life is a subject matter of what I'm going to share with you today. First of all, let me say some general remarks. And before I do that, Father, I want to commit myself again to you and cover us with the blood of Jesus, even as we've taken the communion, uh, both on-site and online, so that even this evening we hear from your word and act on it, Lord, so that we live a life of blessing and the favour of God upon our lives and our family, everything that we put our hands to from generations to generations. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So first of all, the context is in Deuteronomy 27, Moses is now telling the children of Israel, when you cross over to Jordan, not Ephah, when you cross over the Jordan River to the Promised Land, make sure that sometime you have to take the two and a half million people or more into a place called Mount Gerizim and Mount Ebal with Shechem in between. And at Mount Gerizim, you proclaim the blessings and at Mount Ebal, you proclaim the curses. And this took place actually in Joshua chapter 8. All right? So it did take place. But before it happened, Moses already told them, you know, before they crossed the promised land, this is what you must do. So before we plunge into the chapter of, 20, of Deuteronomy 27, let me give you some general remarks. First of all, the first thing Moses told them to do, when you reach Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim, which I showed the picture to you just now, it's a real mountain. I've been there. I've, I've, I've crossed past there before. The first thing you must do is build an altar. That's what he said. Moses and the elders of Israel commanded the people, chapter 27, verse 1, keep all these commands that I give you today. When you have crossed the Jordan, do this, do this, do this. First of all, into the land the Lord your God has given you, set up some large stones, coat them with plaster, write on them all the words of the law. Actually, this is the altar. Build there, verse 5, an altar to the Lord your God, an altar of stones. Do not use any iron tool upon them. Build the altar of God. In other words, before you do anything, build the altar. Why? Eh? Honour God. Before you worry about the curses and, 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 and blessings, eh? consecrate yourself. 
Pray first, in other words. Worship first. And that's what we did just now, right? So we did. That was an altar. So anyway, we are fulfilling what God is saying to Deuteronomy to, to Moses in our contemporary way, right? They are building an altar of stones. We have built an altar of praise and worship right now. That's what we did, right? We also prayed. We also did communion. So, wow. We have done the first step. And also, not only build an altar, build an altar to the Lord, your God. In other words, personalize it. Don't take it, ayah, it's for the person next to me, it's for, it's for pastor, it's for my neighbor. No. It's to the Lord, our God. So what I'm going to say to you, and Moses very, very particular in the wording, it is the Lord. Two and a half million people is not en masse. It is the God of each of the two hundred and half million people with your name on it. He is your God. Your God. So everything I'm going to say to you is for you, whatever your name is. And very interestingly, I cannot help but look at the names of the tribes, six on Mount Gerizim and six on Mount Ebal, and guess what it says in verse 12. When you have crossed the Jordan, these tribes shall stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, Benjamin. And these tribes shall stand on Mount Ebal to pronounce curses, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. Now, is that by, by is, it, is it random? No. So if you look at the six tribes, six, uh, the 12 tribes, six in Mount Gerizim to bless, these six tribes were sons of Jacob's legitimate wives, Rachel, and Leah. And the other one that stands at Mount Ebal to curse and pronounce curses was sons of Jacob's concubines, not so legitimate wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. Can I say this to you? Only your legitimate wife can bless you. Lah. Not so illegitimate wife, huh? somehow or other, in the economy of God. So strange, oh? So clear, man, I saw it. It is part of the principle of God, even in the New Testament. Legitimate wives, the sons, bless. Others, well, not blessed. But the key thing, as we come to Deuteronomy 27, 28 to 30, as I told you, is an altar call, is the time to choose. This day, Moses said in Deuteronomy 27, verse 19, 
Oh, Deuteronomy 30. Also mentioned Deuteronomy. I, I use Deuteronomy 30 uh, as more, more impact and also because I'm also expounding on Deuteronomy 30 in a few weeks' time. I told you it's the same trend. Huh? The same trend. It's moving towards that ready to close. This day, Moses said in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 to 20, I call heaven and earth. So serious, you know. I thought, wow, I've never been so drama before. No? I call heaven and I call earth, you know. I mean, I have been quite dramatic occasionally, but I've never done that. I call heaven and I call earth, you know, as witnesses against you. You know how serious that is, you know. You know how far, as, as high as the heavens, as deep as the earth, as wide as the ocean, it encompasses all of this, you know, as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death. There's no in between. It's either life or death, not near death or almost die, you know, or, 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 or uh, uh, some kind of life. Some, no, no, it's either life or death. You choose. Blessings and curses. There's no near blessing and no almost curse, no. I, you choose life, you choose death. You choose blessing or you choose curses. Now, choose life so that you and your children may live. And we have sung that just now, that the blessings of God flows from generations to generations. But so to curses. And that you may love the Lord your God, the Shema. Listen to His voice and hold fast to Him. Listen to His voice. When you hear the sermons being preached every Sunday, it is the voice of the preacher, but God is speaking to you through His Word. Listen to His voice. Hold fast to Him. In other words, don't let go. Never let go. Never let Him make them go, right? Do you mean it or not? Do you really mean it? See? Never let Him go. Hold fast to Him. Come what may. For the Lord is your life. He is your life. But He's not... It's not, but it's not breathing. It's the eternal life. He's talking about your eternal life, not your, not your 80, 90, 100 years old of life. This death, everybody will, will die. No, it's your eternal life. It's your Zoe life. Hold on to Him. Don't let go for anything that is less than eternal, for the, the things of the world or for whatever reason. Don't let go. Because the devil will make sure that you let go, understand? Don't let go! Wow, very. So you choose. But the key is this. Why is it that God say, I lay before you life and death, curses and blessings, you choose? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you decide your own destiny. Ma. So you decide, right? Am I right or wrong? Huh? So you cannot blame God? No, no, correct or not. Can you blame God? No. Because you have a free will. Ma. As much as you have decided and I have decided to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, willing seller, willing buyer, we came on our own, correct or not. It's the same. After being saved, do you want to receive blessing or not? You choose. You decide. So you cannot Blame God. 
okay, I'm still giving general remarks. But then I'm going to ask in a short while, not now, when I'm saved, uh, Pastor, isn't the blessings of God automatic? No. Why? Because Scripture tells us the key ingredient of our choosing is our obedience. It's predicated on our obedience. When you obey, you will get the blessings. When you do not obey, you don't get the blessings. All of you are parents. I'm parents. You go and take her to your naughty son and see. Your son is making so much noise. Bless you. No, we punish him, right? We do that to our children. So you, you, you be misbehaving and say, God bless me. Lah. You rebel? Bless me. Lah. You don't even do that to your own children. Lah. Correct or not? Am I right or not? So you think God will do any less? You tell me. No. No. So ultimately, at the end of the day, it's predicated on our obedience. You know, at the end of the day, you tell me, Pastor, so that means uh, when, I, when, I, when I obey, uh, I'll be very rich, right? No. It's not about material blessings, even though it does include material blessings. It's about life. Life. Not riches. Not material gains. It may include material gains. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't. But I don't remember Jesus promising every one of us that if you believe in me, you will have an opulent life. No. Jesus says, I come to give you an abundant life. He didn't come to give you an opulent life. He came to give us an abundant life. An abundant life is not necessary. An opulent life. And an opulent life is not necessary. An abundant life. It's an abundant life. Choose life that you may live. So we must make clear our definition of what the blessings is. It can include material blessings, but it is not equivalent to material blessings. So the key is obedience. That's why... Come and hear Elder Kuntat tomorrow, huh? because he's going to deal with us, uh, deal with the second part of this uh, in Deuteronomy 28, when it begins this way. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1 to 2, follow through what I share with you tonight, this evening, is that if you... But look, why don't we read together? Shall we read together? All right, why don't we read it? All right, so you follow my argument, uh, you follow my trend of thinking, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on. All right, so let's read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 2 together, both on site and online, down here as well as on the balcony. Are you ready? All right, let's read out loud. 
Are you ready? One, two, three. If you fully all his commands I give you today will set you all these blessings will come upon you and accompany you salvation is unconditional blessings is conditional see that's why the fact that I'm saved doesn't automatically mean that I'm blessed. You are saved unconditionally because of what Jesus Christ has done for you and for me. But whether we appropriate the blessings available to us in a salvation package is predicated upon your obedience. But you say, why like that, a pastor? It is like that. Even when we treat our own children right, why do you think we say, I, yours, I don't know. Sure or not. You know. We just don't want to obey. Simple as that. So, don't obey. No ice cream. <laughs> quiet, quiet. <laughs> you get a bonus from mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's the same, friend. It is the same principle. We do that every children in doing our children, and when God does it to us, we complain like mad. Ah, yeah. So from bless curses to blessings. What is a curse? And how do we move? from curses to blessing. So what is a curse? Very simple definition. A curse is an invisible spiritual barrier to us receiving the blessings of God. The blessings of God is there for us to receive. Because of what Jesus Christ has done for us across in the whole Soxo, Sozo package. But in order to appropriate it, you have to obey. It is not automatic. So that, but something blocks it. In other words, um, you sense in your life something obstructing you. Something preventing you, something hindering you from appropriating the full blessing. Why? Because you partially obey. So you obey, you obey in some areas and you don't obey in other areas. So let it know. So you don't get complete blessing. Oh. So you will have blessing and then you lose it because you disobey. You uh, move so far and then you move back 10 steps because you disobey. And you think that one step of obedience is enough. No. If you fully obey, right? Fully obey all the time. Let's be honest with God. And let's not blame God because you and I know 
where we are today. We receive, last moment you lose it. You receive so much, but you also lose more. Sicknesses run in families. Marital breakups from one generation to another generation. Accidents, cancers from one generation to another generation. Wavered children. Can I repeat? Pastor, why is it that when I am saved, doesn't the cross of Jesus Christ break all the curses? The answer is, yes, it does. Does our salvation automatically gives us God's blessing? Our salvation gives us access into blessings but it's not automatically handed over to you. In order to appropriate the blessings, obedience is the key. You cannot, after you are saved, behave like anyhow you want. Rebel against God, disobey Him, dishonor Him, and God bless me. It doesn't happen. Sorry, la. It doesn't happen that way. The Bible tells me, I'm telling you. That's what Moses is telling the children of Israel. And I'm saying this to you on the strength of Scripture, so don't blame God. Let's be honest with ourselves. And we do that to our own children as well. So the key is this. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, all the curses are broken. But in order to receive the blessings, we have to obey the Lord. Very, very important. That is the reason why the children of Israel for 40 years they wander in the wilderness. After crossing the Red Sea, they came out of Egypt. Isn't that a sign of salvation? They came out of Egypt. They are saved from slavery. But because they disobeyed, right? 40 years. Do you think God will do to you any less or not? You tell me. We studied Deuteronomy. It's in the Word of God. But you say that God, now it's 21st century, ma. Same God. Same principle. If God can do that to the children of Israel, His chosen race, His chosen nation, do you not think He will do the same to you when you disobey? 40 years in the wilderness, you know. And you're wondering, why am I a lost? Huh? Why am I this? Think, la, think properly. La, huh? Think properly. I'm trying to reason out with you. God cannot be less God. Understand? There are certain principles in the Bible we have to follow. 
If you follow this, you'll be blessed. If you don't follow this, you won't be blessed. That's a very simple one. Huh? Even though we have laws in the country, they can't think. So Deuteronomy, Deuteronomos, second law. These are the laws of God. He cannot be untrue to his own laws. One, huh? No matter whether you're Billy Graham or Mother Teresa. So legally, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, He has purchased our salvation. Legally, we are set free. The devil cannot accuse us. We have eternal life. Salvation is, our names are written in the book of life. But it is different from experiencing His blessing. Understand? Salvation is free. The blessings of God is conditional upon your obedience. So now, how then do we move from curses into blessings? These are the steps. So number one, I told you already, there's no other word. Uh, I cannot use another synonym for it, butter it up. I cannot. Obey means obey. Uh. If you fully obey the Lord, you will get this. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. I don't know how, how clear can it be. And I don't know how clear. No. If you fully obey, you will get this. So, that's all. Uh. So, what is God saying to you? I don't know, friends. But, but have we failed? Yes. But after that, God forgive one man. But if you keep on sinning, keep on pursuing this cause and expect God to bless, it doesn't have worked that way, one. It doesn't work that way. You know, you know, in Genesis 22, after God has told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, and, 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 and Abraham did that, then the blessings of Abraham flows from generation to generation because of the obedience of Abraham. See? God never violates his principle. It's true for Abraham. It's true for Chu Yingqi. It's true for you. Because Abraham obeyed, the blessings of Abraham flows down from generation to generation. So you cannot expect God to bless you if you are rebellious, hard-headed, stubborn. God going to break you down. The second thing needed is that we need to identify a cause. Why is it uh, I obey and yet something, something is blocking me? Now, this is where I take you further. The key verse is in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2, when it says, Like a sparrow in its flitting, like a swallow in its flying, so a curse without a cause does not come to rest. If there is no cause, there is no curse. I took with me the Bahasa Bible, and I like the version, it's much better. It says, Saperti 
tangkasnya terbang, burung pipit dan mengapungnya burung layang-layang. Demikianlah kutukan, kutukan is curse, tanpa alasan, with no reason, tidak akan hinggap pada sasarannya. Does not hit this target. Kutukan tidak ada alasan, tanpa alasan, no reason, no cause, cannot hit the target. It doesn't settle. So, if there is a curse, there must be a cause. Something blocking you. Something preventing you. Something obstructing you. So we have to identify the cause. So now, Deuteronomy 27 comes the list of all the causes. From verse 14 to the end of the chapter, there are six groups of causes, of curses, that we must identify so that we break the cause. All right. The first group, the Levites shall recite verse 14 to all the people of Israel in a loud voice. Cursed is the man who casts an image or casts an idol, a thing detestable to the Lord, the work of the craftsman's hands, and sets it up in secret. Then all the people shall say, Amen. Remember Mount Ebal, Mount Karazim? So Mount Ebal said, Amen. So what was the first cause? Idolatry. When something takes the place of God in your life, that's idolatry. That's modern idolatry. See, whatever is it that puts God first, that put, you, put it first above God, above anything that is God, whether it be your family, whether it be your business, whether it be your, uh, your, your, your projects, your, your ministry even. You know, some pastors put ministry ahead of God, one no? That's idolatry. So, number two, very easy. Cursed is the man who dishonors his father and his mother. Amen. Hey, do you know that honoring your father and your mother is the fifth command and is the only command that comes with a blessing? I shared it to the leaders on Tuesday, man. Honor your father and your mother, and you will live long, long life, huh? longevity, and you'll do well. Or for living long and don't do well? You live long and do well, you know. Wow, isn't it amazing? You live long and do well, you know. And I and I say this without boasting. It's probably one of the reasons why God blessed me and my, and my brother and Pastor Lee Chu as well. Because we honour our parents. And I'm sure many of you do the same. You honour your parents. 
they may not be here with you now. But because you honoured them, God bless you, Aunt. So very important, huh? honouring your father and your mother brings blessings. The reverse, don't bring blessings. Constantly dishonesty in your dealings. Cursed is the man who moves his neighbor's boundary stone. In other words, you go and shift the goalposts all the time. Man. You're not a man of your word. Hey, you know, I, I, I can think of two people offhand. Not from this church. Hiya. In their business dealings, uh, their, their sales people, they sell things. Uh, they cheat like blazers. They give, you know, they, they, they sell things which, uh, which and, and, and they, don't, they don't mean they are what they say. And today, they're still struggling. Hey, let your word be your bond. La. That's what he says here. Constantly dishonest in our dealings brings a curse. Because you shift the boundary stones, ma. you shift the goalposts all the time. Ma. Cannot do that. Cannot do that. Exploitation of the poor. All right, we know that. I, I, I shared again with, with, the, with the, my, my leaders on Tuesday, there are six groups of people that represent God. Six groups. Somehow, other, these six groups of people uh, are very special to God. One, no? Every one of us is special. Uh, but particularly these six groups, what are they? The orphans, the widows. Because God says, I am a father to the fatherless and a husband to the widows. God, I not. You go and touch a widow and see, uh, you go and exploit the widow, uh, you really get into trouble. Oh. Huh? You go and be unkind to an orphan, uh, you die standing, man, because God says, I'm a father to the orphan, uh, don't you dare touch him. Uh. But on the other side, you're kind to an orphan, uh, God bless you back. Man. See, everything I say, there's a, there's a reverse to it when I'm saying, uh, all right? So, so what, what, what are the six I can remember? Orphans, widows, pastors, elders, you see, if you give a cup of water, God bless. All right. Uh, 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 parents, the poor, and finally, the church. Never be unkind to the church because the church is the body of Christ. Don't put it in Facebook. Don't put it in YouTube for people to fight and, and, and discredit the church. Don't do that because imperfect though the, the, the church is, it is still the body of Christ. Hey! So never, never criticize the church. Understand? Because God will defend His body one, will defend His bride one. So these are the six things. So very careful, uh, very, very careful. Number five, illicit sex. Bestiality, uh, sex with all kinds of rubbish. Uh, I've got to read all those rubbish things. Uh, but unnatural. No, now you know why. Uh, there, there are some, some families, uh, the grandfather is adulterous. The father is adulterous. The son is now adulterous, and before long, the grandson also adulterous because he runs in the family. Ma. Marital breaks, breakups in generations is very real one. No? Very real one. You see uh, the trend there. From the great-grandfather to the father, the father. Wow, tell you, don't play, play. Oh, 
we have to break that. Understand? There's a cause to it of disobedience somewhere. Somebody disobeyed and God is angry. Understand? And he will punish you to the fourth generation. It's in the word of God. We have to break it. And finally, malicious talk, divisive, never divide the church. Huh? Underhand tactics to kill someone off, that kind of thing. Like that's fine in uh, verse, uh, last verse. Lah. Okay, you, you, you look at it. Okay, you study all that. Now, let, let, let me move on because I want to have time for ministry. Incidentally, there are other causes. I recommend you to read this book. The best book uh, on, on Blessing Curses by Derek Prince. The best book, all right? Some of it's written there, all right? And uh, 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 Marilyn Hickey also wrote a book on Blessing Curses. Marilyn Hickey did. So uh, for me, this is still uh, the, the, the best book. Lah, huh? And of course, it's available in Canaan land. Now, Derek Prince also lists out two other causes, among others I picked up, and it's this. I just want to mention it for completeness sake. Number one, beside all the six causes, unholy covenants with other gods. They kai jobian there. You know what I'm saying? In Chinese, uh, you kai, uh, kai to guan ying. Uh. You give your child to guan ying. Uh. Don't play, play. Freemasons. Freemasons. It's an unholy covenant with a secret society. And you think that, wow, I will be so successful in life. It's not. It's very spiritual. How do I know? Uh? Because my dad who was the first director general of Telecoms Malaysia way back in 1970s, was the Grand Master of Freemason in the whole of Asia-Pacific region. And he tells me how the Indonesian ceremony is. It's all top secret one. But he told me that when, that was before he, he, he renounced all this, huh? he said that he had in the Indonesian ceremony take a sword Cut himself the blood covenant? No. It's a blood covenant. What? Yeah. The higher you go in secret society, it's a blood covenant. Do you know that? He cut himself, dipped the salt in the blood, pointed it to the whatever idol there is, it's a, it's a link, the cyclops thing, and then pointed it to his stomach, abdomen. Do you know that even after all these years, he had always had problems with his intestine one, no? Always got problems with his intestine, he had died of cancer. For heaven's sake, we need to break that covenant. Self-imposed curses. You curse yourself. Or your loved one says something, we have to nullify that. Okay. Now I'm not being super spiritual. Uh. It's better to be careful and err on the cautious side. Uh. See, a good example of what I call self-imposed curses is found in Matthew 27, uh, uh, verses uh, uh, 34 and 25, when Pontius Pilate washed his hands and said that I'm innocent of the blood of this man at the trial of Jesus. It is your responsibility. 
And you know that everybody says, may his blood be upon us and our children. And sure enough, the blood of Jesus Christ was upon them and the children. And today, the children of Israel is still suffering. So how do we move from curses to blessings? We must obey. I'm going to end soon, get the musicians on board. We need to identify the cause. In a short while, I'm going to lead you guys into a prayer. All right? If you want to, huh? no compulsion. We must believe that Jesus Christ has already made the full provision of blessing available to you and to me. All right? So we hang on to the fear of Jesus Christ. And what we do now is that we want to renounce disobedience. Okay? We are not renouncing any, we are renouncing disobedience from our forefathers. Huh? We, re, we are renouncing disobedience in our life. Okay? So that we can now appropriate the blessings of God. Galatians 3, verse 13, 14. Let's all read this. Come on, all one. Let's all read it as I come to a close, all right? Let's all read Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and verse 14. It's all there in Scripture. So whatever we're going to do in a short while is predicated on the Word of God, all right? Okay, let's all read Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 to verse 14. Are you ready? Top, left to right, bottom to, Okay, are you ready? One, two, three. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, who's hung on the tree, and Jesus did that. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles, just us, through Christ Jesus, so that by faith, so you appropriate by faith. We take it by faith. We believe it by faith. We must obey, identify the cause, receive and believe the finished work of Jesus Christ. We must renounce, we must repent, we must release, and then we receive. So these are the steps. Let me close. How I really believe in what I say today because it happened to my family. And I shared this before and I'll share it again. My ancestors were all assassins in China. So my first cousin traced my ancestor tree, and some people have done that, traced ancestor tree to 11 generations in China. And we discovered that, the, that my family are all royal assassins, you know. They kill people. And so when my grandfather was the only son, he had to run away from China to escape because all the enemies were going for him. So he had to escape from China to Malaysia way back in the early 1900s. And uh, that's where he met my grandmother and, and, they, and they married, became a Christian, accepted a lot here in Malaysia. But they understood that the true family, our ancestry is blood. 
So when they became a Christians and they found that they were so poor, really poor, you know, they had nine children, two died. They were so poor, they were telling us, that when one of the son was sick in the Atap house, they live in an Atap house, they got no money to see doctors, so they chew up earthworms, and that's what they believe, huh? and feed the child with earthworms, hoping that the earthworm will heal, but the child died. So seven siblings, my father's generation, out of the seven siblings, one went mad, bankrupt. The wife went mad. Two ran away from the law, committed criminal things. Cancer was there. What happened? And so my grandfather, my grandmother, every night would cry their haka, jua, zo cho hoi lo, jua, jua yan liang a, yan liang a, yan liang a, yin liang a, forgive, please forgive. Every night they will cry, every night. And, and, and they said that there's only one way they know that the curse is broken. When one of their children or one of the true family give the, his life away and become a pastor. And in 1999, it was fulfilled in me. I was the first in the Chu family that gave my life to serve God to become a pastor. And the curse is broken because there is obedience. Understand? You understand what I'm talking about? And today, the Chu family in my generation, all of them are saved. Everyone is saved. And all of them do very well. One. And my son's generation, all of them are saved. Everyone. And all of them do very well. One. And I want to believe that the generation of my grandson will be the same. Because it is broken. It is broken. So my encouragement to you is this. That's today. Whether on site or online. I'm going to call you out if you want to. Don't want, never mind. Huh? You see, see the, the problem with us is this. And I know what I'm talking about. One. You see, we are so educated and so civilized in our brain and education that we need to decipher it, need to analyze it, that, that we don't believe in such spiritual truths anymore because it doesn't make sense. We are so civilized, so educated that we begin to miss what God intends for us. There are certain spiritual principles that are beyond our understanding. One, all we need to do is obey. God never say you analyze, you understand. No, obey. So what I'm going to do is this: I'm going to give the altar call. Let's all stand first of all. I'm going to give the altar call 
And if you feel that in your life, in your heart, there is something, if there's nothing, there's nothing. Lah. Don't John chant it up, okay? Don't worry. Nah. So, so again, this is voluntary, no compulsion, nothing. One, nah. If you don't believe, fair enough, praise the Lord, bless you. But if you feel that in your spirit, in your family, something in your life is not right. Sicknesses, lah, financial inadequacy, lah. Whatever it is, lah, huh? marital breakdown, lah, all kinds of things. Huh? You, everyone, you stretch your hands to the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we step forward by faith upon the authority of the Word of God. We receive it. We believe in it, Lord. We receive it and we believe that by simple act of faith, we know, Father Lord, that you have saved us. We thank you for all that you have done for us at the cross. Today, we want to renounce every disobedience by our forefathers. Even every act of disobedience by me, by ourselves, whether inadvertently or advertently. We want to renounce all this so that, Lord, we can now step into the blessings of God that is available to us already by, by your salvation be it healing be it blessings be it joy be it peace I don't know what else there is in store for us so that the blessings of Abraham that he obtained because he obeyed you in Genesis 22 has passed down from generation to generation on the strength of Galatians 3 that is now available to all the Gentiles, Malaysians included, SIBKL included, can now be received because of obedience. And today, and today, no other recourse, no other criteria other than the fact, Lord, we obey you, we love you. Because that's who you are. A good God. A good God that wants the best for the children. So today, we receive it, Lord. So every one of you, follow after me in this prayer. Are you ready? Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose again from the dead. And you rose again from the dead. I repent and I renounce. I repent and I renounce all my sins. All my sins. And I turn to you. And I turn to you. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. For mercy. For mercy. And for your forgiveness. For your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness now. I receive your forgiveness. And from now onwards. And from now onwards. I want to live for you. I want to hear your voice, hear your voice. Every, day every day and fully obey you. Fully obey. So now is this. So, so in order to receive the blessings and be totally released from any curses, you follow after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, confess I confess any known sin committed by me all my ancestors. Now I'm going to give you one minute. If the Spirit of God has 
impress upon you any known sin that you know committed by you repeatedly all your ancestors and you know it you now bring it before God and you renounce it I'll give you two minutes every one of you anything this holy ground this transaction and exchange going on understand the blessings of the Lord that's a purchase for you at the cross is transacted as you release the curses upon you and your family through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross there is internal spiritual transaction going on as you confess on behalf of yourself your family members it could be your family member understand or your ancestors you know it I'm going to give you another 30 seconds some of you have a long list alright follow after me Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I renounce any contact by myself, any by myself or any of my family members, any of my family members in, the past, in the past with your account with, with other gods with Satan, with Satan or any form of darkness or any form of secret societies I renounce them in Jesus name and now Lord Jesus I thank you that on the cross you were made a curse that I might be redeemed and because of what you have done for me on the cross I am now set free from any curse every generational curse every evil influence over my life over my family over my business over my ministry over my health I break these curses over my life in the name of Jesus Christ I release myself to you I abandon myself to you because you are a good God thank you Jesus thank you Lord I'm free I'm free come on let's keep on a clap offering shall we do that come on now I want to believe that by doing that we have broken something now you have to continue to obey one huh? it doesn't mean huh, that this thing to do they go back and then you go, you go back to the old life again cannot do that one huh? you have to continue to obey one huh? you know what I'm saying 
You cannot do this and then go back as if nothing happened. One. If you really mean what you say and say what you mean, you want to transform one. Do you think so? So now God has shown to you areas of your life that are not right, not true. Don't do it. You got to do it. You cannot, cannot live as before one, no. Because the blessings of God will now take effect and you will now see breakthroughs. You will see healings. Okay? You begin to see things turn around because you obey. That's very important. So I'm going to close by praying for all of us. Let's touch your hands to the Lord. So now, Lord Jesus, uh, you have heard our prayers given to you with all the authenticity and all the sincerity that we have. And upon the authority vested upon me as a pastor of this church, I affirm that prayer that has been spoken by your people, your sheep, to you today. Through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, through His death and through His resurrection power, the same power is available to every one of us to live a victorious Christian life. Father, in Jesus' name, we revoke all the generational curses over every member of this church, both on site and online. And I release your people from the curses into the blessings of God every day of their life every day of their life. Surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell, you will delight, you will enjoy the presence of God. No more, I will drag your feet. But no, you will love the presence of God because now, now you know the goodness of the Lord will follow you all the days of your life. Lord, we praise you. We bless your wonderful name. We praise you and give you back all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give God a clap offering. Amen.